fly. Find the where fly. Is the fl- where is the fly? I can't fly? see it, but I can hear it. But the mic picks up. It sounds like a lot You're better than it is. Mad. So hopefully you can so actually pick it up. <laughs> the fly. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> Find a quiet moment. Put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. And I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie oh, Comer. How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. We're back. We're here. Stevie Wong's wearing a yellow t-shirt. Claire Gregory's got a picture of an Oscar poster behind her, setting the <laughs> we scene. We are so showbiz right now. <laughs> oh my God. How's everyone doing? You all right? Good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was telling Katie and now Claire um, about my move yes. and uh, I'm moving apartments. So next week... Uh, when we record, you might be able to see uh, by our Zoom call Ooh. that I'm in a new space. Well, um, will you let us in, though? That's the thing, news, Stevie. So yeah. Whenever For those that actually see the social media videos well, that we do as well, you'll see Stevie is always in an anonymous <laughs> Zoom background, which makes us think yeah. that he's a celebrity yes. or being held hostage somewhere. So I know. One of the two. It also makes him look <laughs> a lot more on two. brand than us because he's got yeah. the special backstage branding. Unfortunately, and we're <laughs> shot on my bed in the back, my own made bed. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, (laughs) enough chat about my bed, people. It's a very exciting week. Shall we tell you what's coming up on the show? It's female action, but not as you know it. Hannah is back and I've been chatting with the lead star and the writer. She's very much a human being in her own right and she isn't objectified. Um, And I think that's the difference. And I think that's what's really special about this show. Oh my gosh, the perfect pandemic distraction has arrived as Hamilton hits the small screen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome and if you like kick-ass nuns, then I've got a show for you. You belong to the order of the cruciform sword. Devout women who have dedicated their lives to fighting an ancient evil. But first, we're actually going to start with a little bit of a serious tone, if you don't mind. Um, it being, uh, well, Pride Pride officially month ended, like, at the end of June, and now we're heading into, like, you know, July. How are we in but, July? Uh, I still wanted... Sorry, interrupting. Yeah. How are we in July? No, it's, it's true. But um, but I, I've, been, I've been clocking this documentary ever since uh, it won one of the awards at Sundance and then also continued to win at the Berlin Film Festival. And now it's available on BBC Four on Storyville and also HBO Docs uh, at a platform near you. And it's called Welcome to Chechnya. Um, so, you know, I, we normally don't do docs on this show. and, and um, But the way I was, I kind of presented it to you guys was always that here's a documentary of a heavy, heavy subject matter, but it's shot like a... It's almost like, um, you know, that classic Midnight Run or any of these like kind of underground railroad type movies where just people. So the the general uh, idea is of, of the doc is like in Chechnya, um, there has been ever since 2017, there's been a study that like they've been rounding up um, LGBT individuals and then putting them through kind of torture and, and, and then forcing them to like name other members of, of who are gay and stuff. And so it's and then it, and then they let them go back into the world and ask for the family to take care of this embarrassment. And a lot of them end up in deaths. And so um, this doc is about these organizations in Russia who are trying to like take them out of Chechnya and then sending them out 
uh, with visas, you know, looking for visas with people who will take these. Uh, I mean, basically to, to now, say it's a to say it's shocking is an understatement, isn't it? It's yeah. an incredibly yeah. dark watch but it does feel as you're watching it something that's very important that people are aware of yeah it's one of the most shocking things i think i've ever seen in in terms of like documentaries it's absolutely it feels like yeah it it almost feels like it can't be real but it is real And, and and what's even crazier is like you know there are some home video of of these kind of attacks on, on, on gays in, in this area and they're actually shot by the perpetrators and they're they're kept as like these kind of you know badges of honor and so we see like a couple of these and they're just they're hor- they're horrible to, mm-hmm. to, to, to watch mm-hmm. and so um, what's fascinating is this ex-journalist um, named David France he read about this in an article in New, York, New Yorker magazine and um, it kind of like sparked this interest in him so he basically packed all this stuff and spent 20 months in Russia following um, these organizations to, to kind of see how they're, they're, they're able to smuggle um, these people out and then help them find refuge in, in other I mean, countries. That in and, itself and that must have been is... traumatic just to even document that. Yeah. Um, and and the the amount of access that he has, I mean, we we go into Chechnya, watch them like find this young girl and then and have them like kind of you know, the whole process is, is shot on camera and it's it's a really tense uh, um, movie, if you will. And, and it's just, I don't know, I, 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 I had to like pause every now and then to like take a breath yeah. because it just was a really, um, it's a tough watch, but it's, it's a really, really good documentary in the process. Yeah, I actually, I had to stop watching. I found some of the home footage, the stuff that was mm. shot on the iPhones, the real stuff. It was too tough uh, for me at the, the mood I was in when I was trying to watch it. So I would definitely say with this one make sure you're up for a hard watch when you start it Mm. because it is not easy but you know as you said it's so important and I think probably is is hopefully gonna be impactful you know in terms of I suppose just education like this is just something that so many people are completely unaware of and now hopefully because of this doc you know that awareness will spread well you mentioned the Oscars as well Stevie I wonder whether or not the fact that perhaps there might be we might be seeing less uh entertainment films nominated this year whether or not films like this might get a lot more attention and more sort of talked about when we when we move into sort of Oscar time um which might be a good thing I hope so I mean I, I it, it might be it's a definitely a good thing and you know um at, at least a documentary nod you know and it's just it just has it, you know documentaries a lot of, especially these days these films are so much more compelling than like actual like just movies you know and so this because these stories are so realistic and and you know all the ones that i've won in the past couple of years they're just so compelling and and sometimes when i feel like i just want to watch really good cinema if you will like this is docs are, are kind of the best thing these days and and uh, definitely this falls under that one of the one of the interesting things about this film and i didn't realize this cuz i you know i wanted to watch this a little bit clean and so with, i didn't do much research prior mm. to watching is um all the subjects are al- altered digitally mm. um to kind of hide their 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 uh their their true faces and stuff and so uh it's not until like midway that this character named Grisha, he is then revealed, like all of a sudden his face changes. And I'm like, wait, what just happened here? And um, his name is Maxim Lupinov. And he actually is the first person that was kind of tortured in Chechnya and and then came out in public to the press to kind of um, reveal these atrocities that that the government were doing. And then unfortunately afterwards, you you see this in the film, um, the Moscow government didn't follow, pursue any of these crimes. 
It's a hell of a watch, but worth it. If you want to approach it, <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but if you want to approach it from like a almost thriller level kind of like experience this is a thriller if you will like i, I you got to give it up to the filmmaker mm-hmm. to to edit in this way that feels like um it's one of the more exciting movies that that i've seen yeah, but in just a while. awful and to think to it is people's fact, lives though isn't it yeah yeah and it's real yeah. life and 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 that is that is one of the things that that um it's tough but i would say watch this film because it's i mean i i loved it and 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 i think um you know the more people more eyes on it the better you know kind of we're all a little bit more aware of, of these things that are still going on in, in the world. Well, sticking uh, with thrillers, but moving on to uh, a, a fictitious world, uh, the world of Hannah, of course. It came out as a film uh, quite a while ago now. Well, it's been about a decade ago, was it, the Hannah the film? Yeah, 2011 the film was, and it was Saoirse Ronan. Do you remember that? It's, oh, it's not ringing bells. little Saoirse no. back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, baby Saoirse. <laughs> so Amazon... Amazon turned it into a TV show uh, the first season everyone raved about it and it's back now for a second season from uh, July the 3rd they're perfectly refined military tools when socialization is complete all we have to do is flip a switch so you make up their names the families and the pretend lives yes I do well I already have a name You know none of this is real. They're training you to kill people. It's real to me. So season one, I'd forgotten about Hannah. I absolutely loved season one. This is a brilliant thing that it's come back for a second season. Oh, okay, I'm glad you said that because I went into season two cold. I hadn't watched the first oh. season, but I'd heard all about it. I knew that people were really into it. I knew it was kind of a, a thing. But I went into the second season like, oh, I don't oh, know. you've missed a lot. Um, did that make any well, sense to you then? No, well, it did make sense. <laughs> <so. laughs> um, but uh, I was, I yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes back to back. I was quite intrigued. I was into it. I thought, yeah, this is good. I don't feel like I, did I miss a lot? I feel like the second series is probably better. No? I, I, I think. Well, because the, the setup, because we have Hannah, it's Hannah the it's season Hannah one plus one in the first episode. One, yes. So you need to kind of understand who the plus one is that she's with. Yes, um, but if you watch the film, a lot of the uh, a lot of the plot line for season one is 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 partially you know that where she you know she's she's taken out at, at a young age, trained by this man who was supposed to be like a uh, uh, works for this this group that trains young women to become yeah exactly um and trains them into being like killers um but he uh (laughs) takes her away and teaches her how to be a killer um but also in in the end like kind of hopes that she's able to escape from from this organization that is like you know and so now we're in season two and hannah plus one um is trying to figure out what to do next and i guess you're right though stevie if you've seen the film Perhaps yeah. you don't need to have seen season one because it is the same. It's no Pretty spoiler much. really to say, is it, yeah. that there are other Hannahs she discovers. Yeah. Yeah. And and season two is much more about exploring that side of things. So the other girls, what they're doing, why they're being trained, what they're going to be used for and how they are mm. after this kind of very strange life and upbringing being turned into, you know, military machines, basically. 
done very well or all the action and the shooting and don't you sometimes think though god hannah it'd be it should be a right bummer being stuck with her all the time oh, wouldn't it she's, she's very insidious so, she doesn't ever she's really so laugh poised, isn't she when i spoke to uh, the, the actress that plays her as made creed miles i said she's poised isn't she she doesn't say a lot and she went yeah no it's good because i have less lines to learn <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realize that she's Samantha Morton's daughter. I mean, now now that no. you, when you mentioned that, I was just like, oh gosh, but that like, just explains everything. Those cheekbones, I mean, come on, they do look. Once you know it, yeah. you can totally see it. Oh my it. gosh, yeah, this yeah, totally passed me by. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Ooh. now you're gonna watch it with new Nepotism. eyes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's brilliant though. Obviously, really a very great. talented family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, so she's back as Hannah, and then there's all the other. Girls and joining the cast is uh, Dermot Mulroney, who people will remember from My Best Friend's Wedding, and he's yeah. good in this, isn't he? He's that kind of like creepy, good, comes across good, but is really bad, probably kind mm. of uh, guy. And um, yeah, I like the Radio Times described this as like Mallory Towers on steroids, which uh, <laughs> I quite like <laughs> because it is kind of, in a way, it is a lot about just teenage girls. Yeah dealing with teenage issues but then there's this like lovely juxtaposition with the fact that they're completely hardcore killing machines right uh, which we're not used to from um teenage girls um and most importantly of all uh despite this being kind of female action there is not you know there's no leather outfits in sight no one's running around kicking ass wearing like inappropriate heels these (laughs) people (laughs) these women are just dressed for the environment they're in hannah lives in a forest so she wears a big woolly jumper and some (laughs) badass boots um and uh, yeah it's something that i asked the writer david farr about um and he kind of agreed that he thinks there is a bit of a problem with how the genre kind of usually portrays women i think there's still an issue actually i still think men need a bit of educating i, I think i still think men are come more comfortable watching men and there was for me a false dawn um in the early after hand of the movie there was a slight false dawn where a bunch of cinema films came out with women as the lead and they were violent and skilled with guns, et cetera. But they, was, they were just so fetishized that they were, they were basically not really proper women, if you know what I mean. They were, yeah, they were dolls. They were actually dolls. They just had dolls. They were just dolls with guns. And that really frustrated me because I felt like Hannah, in a way, had sort of created a space and then it had been slightly bastardized. Now I feel like we're in a much more sophisticated place. And Esme, uh, the lead actress, she agrees that the show is doing something different. I think that there's always been an appetite for uh, female-led action uh, with a caveat that the females in that action are sex symbols. Uh, Hannah is not that, you know, she is, um, she's very much a human being in her own right and she isn't objectified. Um, and I think that's the difference. And I think that's what's really special about this show. What, I mean, did you guys like it? Katie, you loved the first series. I love series it. I'm, really, I'm like back into one? it again. It's one of those things where actually I'd forgot Hannah existed because has it been a couple of years since the first mm. one, uh, first season came out? Almost, so I did almost spend, two years, yeah. 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 I remember it being on buses and everywhere around here. It was a big, big sort of promotional push when it came out. Um, yeah, but I had that moment of uh, watching the first episode thinking, oh can't really remember how the last one ended <laughs> but then when you get halfway through you think yes actually i remember okay so they got away and well yeah good um I, yeah. i'm loving it 
I always have to give it up to Mariel Enos. I think that's you pronounce her name, but like, um, she's she's got that face which with those clear, clear eyes, and you just never know if she's playing you or if she's like she's yeah. like one of you what or what. You just really yeah. can't see behind what she's thinking, and and she uses that to so much to throughout the whole series. Um, she, you know, uh, it's it revealed as of last season that she's she, at first she was training them, but now she's also helping Hannah, and um, you know and 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 basically the whole season two she tries in her best way to be part of the inside of this you know uh, company who's who's creating these these girls and and yet he also wants to like she wants to help out hannah to maybe find her freedom and so um I well, like her character. Means you have to live in the woods and gut. I know it does. It does like mean that. that. I mean, um, is it worth it? I think I'd rather stay in the the camp. Yeah, bit she's in a terrible pickle, old Hannah. Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be in the program, have the drugs. And... <laughs> it does get creepy though, because then now the girls that are the sort of Hannah equivalents that are part of this program, they're giving them a bit more freedom, preparing them to send them out into the world giving them backstories and in episode giving one them social media yeah in episode one yeah. we're introduced to the fact that they're told that they have to have a social media presence so in another building far away there's characters that are pretending to be their mums and dads and that are messaging mm. them on social media and it's how brainwashed these girls are that it's, it's sweet it's really sweetly done that actually you can sort of see that some of them are just craving a bit of love yeah. That, but that's what I mean about the kind of, I don't know, it just, it goes so nicely, these normal issues of like social media and breaking up with my boyfriend and sexuality and all these kind of things we're used to seeing in uh, in sort of teen dramas, but then also like out of nowhere, they have some kick-ass like Crab McGraw fight in the middle of the cafeteria. <laughs> and it's like, it really, yeah, I liked it. It works for me anyway. I like it. It's, I mean, I finished, I, I, I nerded out and finished the whole series nice. and, um, um, there's there's some nice twists and turns, uh, and and it, I would say if if we're going to talk trajectory, the action really amps up later in in the uh, wow. in the series, which is why I like this show. It takes its time. It's mm. not one of those series where they're like you know every week they have to go do something. It's not uh, like a, if it was a U.S. program, um, Hannah would be out like doing you know La Femme Nikita kind of type of you know dr- probably dressing up in leather <laughs> and like you know and and looking through like guns uh, across the hall you know. And like 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 they do in those movies, but no, this film feels very natural. I think that's why I like. I can't it so believe much. you it, say that the action gets even more intense. I've only watched the first couple, and already there's like half yeah. of it is action. It gets it gets good. Oh. The, the, I would say the last two episodes are like yes, it's fine. It feels right. Yeah. So um, I wonder it, though, yeah, if there is a bit of a question mark over the sort of future of the show because um, when I asked. Esme about it she shut me down I think at a more rapid speed than I've ever been shut down before uh here here's what happened when I spoke to David Farr he was saying you know obviously there's a lot to a lot to be discussed but he has got ideas for a third series is that something that you'd look forward to as well of course yeah well maybe she doesn't want to do it and they'll have an awkward situation where you lose your lead character and have to suddenly do a, a recast she did say that she was doing. Um, she's directed a film, and that's coming out. So maybe she's. She's too young to elsewhere. direct. Come on, <laughs> no. give some other people a chance. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Or perhaps she just didn't want to talk about it. Or perhaps it was getting towards the end of the interview, and she was bored of me. Or who knows? But um, yeah, oh normally, uh, 
yeah when something is shut down that quickly it might indicate there's something else or going maybe on. she Who was just knows? channeling hannah and it's very like i know brief yeah it was a very hannah-esque answer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can we talk about Hamilton, though? Come on. Why are we even wasting yes. our yes. time talking about other shows, people? <laughs> Hamilton has come out on Disney+. Plus. The $10 found a father without a father Got a lot farther by working a lot harder By being a lot smarter By being a self-starter Starter to your union And I hope that you So this is the film version of the original Broadway production, which is billed as the story of America then told by America now. You need to say that in a much deeper voice. The story of America. The story of America. The story. Then. For those who don't know what Hamilton is, um, back in the day, a playwright, songwriter named Lin-Manuel Miranda was inspired by reading a book when he was on holiday, and it was about this uh, the life story of, of, of Alexander Which in Hamilton. itself, when and you break that down, it's like, I was reading a textbook about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who does that? Oh, I'm making rap musical a- about it. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, the book is a 1,000-page like kind of opus to this man who kind of created America. And, and somehow in these, you know, in the text, he decided he heard music, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's so crazy. And, and you know, this, this, this musical has been in the works for a long, long time. There's iterations of it. It actually showed off-Broadway, and then it became a huge hit off-Broadway, and then moved Just to Broadway. grew into this, this phenomenon, like, like, didn't yeah. it? But um, as well, even and, the album, and, people that couldn't get the tickets and there were sort of oh fights gosh. over the tickets, the tickets started going for thousands of pounds. Um, but people yes. were obsessing about the album if they couldn't get the tickets. So there's people yes. to, I mean, you still get it, people going to the show who already know every single lyric mm-hmm. of, of every single song. Which is impressive because there's yeah. a lot of words. It, there's a lot of lyrics. I mean, it got to the point where like young kids, because that's, that's when you know it really kind of cuts through into to like the mainstream when young kids are learning about history These through the rap of Hamilton yeah. Yeah. and 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 they know every single word and and um I was once in a car with a bunch of very young girls and they <laughs> just press play and I was just like uh and and they're like aren't you going to sing along and I'm like uh I'm like, I just know like a word here you're like Rise maybe a up. sentence here. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like exactly um so the music is so catchy yeah. because it is well, it's a it's a blend of hip hop. I have to say you know, that Broadway, so it's R&B, on Disney Plus and the very start it's yeah. mostly just the entire musical. The very start of it yeah. though, you see a little yeah. bit of Lynn and I can't remember who it was, the the director of Oh Thomas Kale. Yeah, Thomas Kale. I'm um, talking yeah. about well clearly in their rooms doing sort of video zoom things like we end up doing, yeah. saying this is why we wanted to give it to you now as a gift. Everyone is sort of stuck inside. And then it goes straight into the musical. And there's something about the first song. If you know anything about Hamilton, or if you've seen that sort of infamous um, Obama video of the, the performance they do, it just starts with that beat of it and the the... How does an orphan? So, well, what am I going yeah. to? Oh I'm gosh. getting the words completely wrong, but that no, just it's, makes it's... your your blood rush to your head, and it's like, oh my god, 
it's Hamilton. So they actually shot this uh, when the original cast was was still part uh, on Broadway, and it's a six camera shoot. They they shot it over three days, so that's why you see interesting cuts and stuff, and it feels yeah. cinematic, which is which is really nice. Um, I was really lucky because I saw it twice. Around that <laughs> so same how time. did you get to see the Broadway how? show twice how? when they was completely sold out and people were fighting in the streets for tickets? My my thing was I was very willing to sit anywhere to watch on the your show. own behind so, a pillar. Um, uh, yeah, I just <laughs> didn't care. So my first time watching it, I was downstairs and I paid a little bit of money for that, and then and then I sat upstairs in a nosebleed. Um, yeah. And originally, I was gonna like sell it because I was like, oh, if I've already seen it once, then I'm gonna you know make some money watching watching uh, uh, Hamilton. But the but the day that I went was the one day that Lynn got sick. Oh. So I saw his understudy, who then took over oh, the role like, after. Oh. Yeah, and it actually makes a huge difference because when you watch Lynn's performance, there is an underlying sense of sadness in his character, and he just yeah. when he speaks, there's a real like kind of like just he's just like that wet puppy dog that just <laughs> wants to do well, you know, and and that that voice is really kind of. I don't know. It just it's it's such a great character like treatment that like you just want to see him like do what he does, and then you know the the, the musical is just turns into this yeah. like, amazing, it's, and it's and all these other characters way. show up, and yeah, there's but just so many. But when you say I got the same rush that I got from seeing it in the theater, yeah. there is something yeah. just so exciting about the way that it's it's written and the lyrics and yeah. the rapping and the tone of it is just brilliant. I mean, I hate to I message you guys being like, "Wow, I've got such a hot take on this," but it really is very, very good. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> well I, done, Claire. I turned it on, and I because I haven't seen it in the theater because unlike you two, I'm not on it. <laughs> and, um, and I turned it on and I was like, oh, two hours, 40 minutes, like, oh, a bit Tarantino long. Like, I'm not sure about this. I normally find things quite long anyway. And uh, and I was also a bit nervous because, you know, sometimes uh, like televised theatre, it it doesn't always no. work brilliantly, does it? To film stage and put it on on the small screen. Yeah. It just it just doesn't. Um, but within like the first few minutes, I was like, "Oh no, this this is good. This is going to be fine." And you know, sort of an hour in, I was absolutely. It helps it. having the close-ups because yeah. you don't get that yeah, in the theatre, do you? So it's bringing absolutely something not. new, absolutely. and um, and it's just so 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 engaging. Everything about it, mm. it just doesn't put yeah. a step wrong. The entire two hours forty minutes, you're not like you know twenty minutes from the end. Normally, I'm like, "Oh come on," but no, I was like, "Give me more, <laughs> give it." Well, here's here, here's a question. Um, did you know any of the songs going into watching? Well, this? I didn't know that I knew them, but I did. I'd obviously heard "Rise Up" before. I mean, I, I think one of the beautiful things about this, even though this is a history lesson, and it's also like, a, um, I mean, I'm calling it a tragedy because all the characters that are the leads and stuff, their endings are not as wonderful as you would like mm. it to be. Even like the love stories, the women, I mean, the women in the, in, in, in this, in Hamilton, the musical, they're such great characters mm. and like, you know, but none of their stories turn out to be the way you want them to. And so, um, spoiler, uh, but like, um, <laughs> But what's really amazing is, like, it's one after another of, like, catchy song. You yeah. know, there's, if you like melodious kind of ballads, they're there. You know, if you want some, like, upbeat rap song, it's there, you know. And it's just, it's just a real earworm of a musical. And for him to sustain that for two hours and yeah, 40 incredible. minutes is, is insane. I don't, well, I don't really understand insane. why he's so good, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, how is he so <laughs> good? Such a nice person. Yeah, like, he's so nice. Yeah, he's, he's lovely. So, but he's so so talented it's unbelievable yeah. isn't it like how can you be yeah. that good at something it's bizarre i read an interview with david diggs as well who uh we were talking about a few weeks ago because he's in snowpiercer mm. at the moment um 
how he obviously because he was in the cast never actually got to see the performance and was quite apprehensive about watching it and wasn't sure whether or not he is actually he still hasn't and isn't sure whether he is going to actually watch this uh, filmed version but he um brought up the very good point of if they were filming it now perhaps or staging it now perhaps they would do it very differently because it is very much a product of its time it it came out during the sort of optimism of Obama Mm -hmm. um, what it did for sort of being an inspirational sort of black characters black roles on the stage Mm. and uh, and and showing the sort of optimism and excitement of the time if he said if they were staging it now again, he questions whether or not they would, because of the era that we're in at the moment and the, the racism and violence that we're seeing, whether or not they perhaps would make more of the slavery aspect nowadays. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's it's still inspirational because, you know, they're, so it's releasing here in the States on July 3rd, which is the day before Independence Day. And and I think uh, because we don't have the parades or anything, a lot of families are just going to be sitting at home yeah. um, with nothing to do. And they're going to press play and watch watch this thing. And, and God it, knows it, you need some optimism over there, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely. Really? And and so so watching this is 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 just a real joy. Um, and it feels like the kind of America that we want to be a part of. And, and, and it just, yeah, it is. It is just a, it's a moment where you feel like there is, there is hope. And, um, yeah, I, 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 I need this show. You know, like I, I love, I love Hamilton already. How many so it's times not like have I'm you watched to... this already then, Stevie? Um, a few. Um, but now, now, now I'm just going to songs that I like, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. doing, I'm being that nerd. I'm like, that's what I Oh, and that song. Um, so, the uh, king, the character of the king, uh, Jonathan, Groff. Oh, Jonathan Groff. So good. Yeah. He's yeah. such like, he's a bit of a spitter though. Yeah. I didn't realize. Cause now that you see, you, now up. that you see things up close and personal, you're like, Oh, when he's singing, when he first did it, I thought it was like a character thing like being the king and being like such a you know he's kind of like really a bit gross with it in a way but actually no it turns out that's just his his projection project it's an it's a real early gift as well isn't it because i think what we were all so excited about and the trailers had been shown before um we all entered lockdown uh in in the the heights Heights. we're all looking forward to that coming out this summer so instead lin-manuel miranda has given us this on disney plus which is one year year early because originally this was going to be on on disney plus like next year i mean they spent 70 million dollars to like purchase (laughs) this 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 special film and um and yeah they were going to do this huge huge theater launch is going to go into the cinemas and they were going to do this whole you know, round of stuff but then because of where we are right now they were like alright let's just give everybody a yeah, gift and like yeah. let people watch it on, on the screen a year early so that's thank you Disney Plus <laughs> Disney never want to miss an opportunity to uh, fit their brand values to a uh, already uh, created piece of art have made sure that it's censored so you do not get the F words that you might get what? <laughs> Did you not spot this, Did Stevie? Not spot this? No. Yeah, they made it a, a PG thirteen. Thirteen. You can yeah. say F word in the well, PG thirteen. I mean, take it up with uh, Lin Manuel and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, given as well the fact that we're not, it's looking so unlikely that any of the big theatre productions mm. are going to happen this year, whether you're on Broadway or the West End. It does certainly yeah. make you realise what we're all yeah, missing. Yeah, definitely fills a hole. This. Yeah, yeah. Broadway just announced january oh, uh for for God. us so i don't know what the west end is for yeah. you guys but yeah it's gonna be a while that yeah we'll see okay when i pitched this next show it really i mean really 
it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, guys? I, I'm just going to say two words. Um, warrior and nun. <laughs> and then do we need to, like, even talk more about it? Because um, it just sells itself. Hell will rise up. Heaven will fall. How did our greatest weapon against evil end up in an unbeliever? The halo is a gift. You're God's champion. It will enhance whatever natural abilities you already possess. Ladies and gentlemen, we're entering a new era of enlightenment. Heaven does exist, because I discovered a gateway to it. So, it's uh, <laughs> one of those titles for a show that is just so basic. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Like, it is. Um, does what it says on the tin. Exactly. She's um, a nun. <laughs> Fight. And a warrior. And she's a warrior. It's on Netflix starting from July 2nd. And um, it's based on a character, comic book character written by Ben Dunn. And um, yeah, basically this young girl who... Um, how do we... Do we even... What happens, Stevie? Can you tell us what happens? <laughs> Come it's, on, Stevie. It's quite, it's quite strange, <laughs> isn't it? What happens, yeah, Stevie? Um, she wakes up in a morgue um, and then turns out that she has a divine artifact, a halo embedded in her back, and then mm-hmm. realizes that she's part uh-huh. of an ancient order that's a task with <laughs> fighting yeah. demons mm. on Earth. Yes. Uh, and and I mean, there's, yeah. there's a whole group as, of as other as... of them, too. So, yes. <laughs> as far as the first 10 minutes of shows go, I mean, this packs <laughs> it in. It yeah. packs it in it opens up and she's like lying dead on the mortuary slab mm. and you kind of think okay and then within 10 minutes she's got like a halo uh, embedded in her back sorry. she's fighting demons exactly <laughs> i'm gonna love it but also hate it at the same time how about this i'm just gonna be realistic here because you know <laughs> i feel like if i if i run around saying this is the best thing on television people are gonna be like we can never trust anything you say this. <laughs> um, i mean yeah, can we it, anyway it, stevie but <laughs> you've got some very weird taste of i shows. do have weird taste but i mean the intro with this girl on on this like morgue you know like like uh, a flat morgue bed kind of thing the nun is like basically saying that she deserved to die and like you know yeah. like just and yeah. it's, it's so... she was disabled yeah, and <laughs> irritating by all accounts yeah. so thank goodness she's dead you know and then so, so she's then... In, she was already in hell <laughs> <laughs> so then we fast forward to her waking up and now she's like running around and she ends up because she you know she has these powers doesn't know, understand it so she starts to run and ends up with a gang of these like fabulous squatters, um, squatters <laughs> who dress like they're in Ibiza like 24-7 like it just cracks mm-hmm. me up that they're, it's like a whole different series you know and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, then it morphs that, that's kind of more, the, the show morphing into what, what was that film the bling ring or oh something? yeah totally so briefly <laughs> like that and then also you've got the nuns going yeah. on also I mean we're, we're, we're glossing over the fact that she there's so many different accents in this oh, they're yeah, in totally. Italy but for some reason she's American yeah. but conveniently her mum died in a car crash, so and they she had no other relatives, so she ended up in an orphanage, and it's very far. All, all of the religious people, like the priests and the nuns, they've all got very thick, thick accents, yeah. but they don't speak yeah. in Italian I, with I'm, subtitles. I'm, this they is going to sound speak really thick-accented yeah. English. <laughs> the, the head priest, I don't know if you picked up on it, like the way he looks at the girls, it got it gave me pedo vibes, and I was just like, dude, like <laughs> no. what? What is wrong with his accent? I mean, it's so weird. Like, he just, like, stares way too long at them. And I'm just like, ugh. Um, so that I mean, was I was, weird. I was thinking he must be a famous Italian actor or something, God. mustn't he? Because that, that was weird casting in itself to pick someone that seemed slightly wooden and, and a bit Yeah, odd. it's just the whole thing is really strange. And so, um, yeah, as much as I, I, I was, like, pimping this show out to you, I'm like, God, you need to watch the show. <laughs> like, I, I watched it and I was like, um... 
it kind of feels like a whole <laughs> series had been Google translated. So it's just like, yes. right? Yes. It. It, it's it's like literally from the acting downwards, from the yeah. script to That's like the so way true. they're acted. It just like has gone through this weird Google translate like algorithm and it's popped out into this world where everybody speaks English, even though yeah. they're European. Hello. And then, and then like, um, the CGI it, seems about kind of five years out of yeah, date. Yeah, totally. It's unnecessarily sort of sweary. They're yeah. always oh, yeah. effing and jeffing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the fighting is 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 kind of your standard fighting. I feel like I'm not seeing anything new, and so mm-hmm. so everything about it is just like mm, it's it's basic. All right, let's. Just... <laughs> But it's kind of a, a Buffy vibe, though, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like there's potential there, but perhaps I'm overselling it by saying it could be as good as Buffy. It's it's oh, not no. as... Yeah. No Buffy, Buffy never went through a Google Translate. I'm just going to tell you yeah. right then and there. These, <laughs> these, and it does feel like they were like, okay, what works in these shows? And then they've picked all these elements yeah. and they've thrown it into this series and, and it got made. And um, yeah. It got made. <laughs> Would yeah. it get made nowadays? Now oh, that it's so true. hard to get anything made. Yeah, is, no. Well, yeah. Probably because you know the only countries that are open are like in Bulgaria Italy. and yeah, Bulgaria. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it will get made. So. Oh God, it's going to be all this now. Warrior Nun Two coming to a screen near you. It is definitely a uh, a distraction. You know, like it, there's so much going on, and uh, it's very it's like a wild trip basically. It is. So the lead um, character as well. I have this thing. I know what I we I said it last time we had a show with. Ellen Page, must say Ellen Page, not Elaine Page. It's um, it's the sort of role that I kind of miss Ellen Page having grown up for because yeah. it's such a like. If Ellen Page was doing that role, yeah. it'd be a bit more fun. Yeah, because yeah. she's a bit sarky and whatnot, isn't she? But ultimately, yeah, she's. It's just, it's just wild. It's very complicated, and I'm not sure it's worth the effort. No, just watch <laughs> Hamilton about three yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Probably worth pleasure. it more. Um, I feel like I'm gifting like between this and 365. All I do is try to like tro- like I'm trolling like Netflix for like yeah. crazy shows that we really shouldn't watch, but we watch anyway because it's just it's just beyond it's beyond. That's all I'm gonna say. Crazy message being like this show is batshit, and yeah. then I was like, oh, no. within the first two minutes, I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> like that was not like hyperbole. It was yeah, completely yeah. insane. Yeah. It, it, literally, there, no, there is no bat or poop in, in this series. I mean, I but that'd be hilarious if there was bat poop in this one. Um, um, episode two, episode series two. It's all about. It's oh, about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am because we have now we've talked about all our shows, but actually, I'm curious. Outside of these programs that we're watching, are there any shows that you're watching that like you're currently obsessed with that we haven't like tapped into and like is 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 like you know you're telling all your friends to like watch i know you guys talked about this when i was off um but the bbc are dripping out this series so a lot of people still might not have seen it or certainly won't have seen it all and i just want to talk very briefly about i may destroy you because i think it is the best thing that's been sort of made on british tv or maybe even all tv for ages it is so 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 good and at the point of recording we're still only eight episodes in and I cannot remember the last time that I was like waiting for an episode to drop of something so, so eagerly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just think anyone who didn't watch it off the back of the recommendations on the podcast that you guys did when I was off, please go and watch it, especially if you're female, because I think this show is just 
breaking mm. ground and tackling issues in a way that has not been done before and it is so so good it's almost painful it's so good so i i've got to say that i may have seen the last four of this and and what i what i really appreciate of of the series is that um just when you kind of think that you know where this show is going um michaela comes in and really does a number on 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 yeah telling the story on everything and on everything on on, on how you know even now, eight episodes in, how it still affects um, the friends around her, um, yeah. and and how they're like they're changing their mindset about a lot of stuff. And so it's, um, yeah, I just I can't wait for you to see the finale because oh it, my god, it's it's, oh it's, it's great. Yeah, it is also so timely on race as well. There's yeah. some of the things that she brings mm. up about um, one of the episodes that I was just watching recently was about the environment and how it seems to be a very privileged white thing to yeah. even think that you can sort of care yeah. about climate change when there's sort of other other worries going on out there. She's a brilliant writer. It's so, so, so good on so many levels. Again, how is she so good? Like, why are these people so talented? <laughs> blows my tiny mind. Uh, Katie, what are you watching these days? Anything that... that... I, I feel like I'm watching a load of trash at the moment. Yeah, so let's been, hear it. Um... What, what you got? <laughs> I've been finishing off uh, Queer Eye. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, just, I, I love Jonathan. I just want to be Jonathan or be friends with Jonathan or somehow what just if... clean Jonathan's flat for him or something. Um, <laughs> kinky um but what if um what if what if jonathan said he was going to do a makeover but you'd have to chop off all your hair in order to do that yeah. are you oh I'm well look it. at you you're do like yes anything. yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> i want my friend was just like hey are you watching we're here and i was like oh you mean that show with three alums from rupaul's drag race yeah it's, it's on my to watch list right and she's like oh no stevie you need to press play now and I, was like, and I was like okay i pressed play i did three episodes back to back and like basically cried throughout the whole thing it's Ooh, it's really is it, ama- is it a competition it's nothing what? it's kind of it's really amazing so they <laughs> they send these the three so it's bob the drag queen um shangela and eureka so these really popular mm-hmm. alums from from rupaul's drag race but they send them to the middle of america like to small town america oh, and mm-hmm. every episode they go to this small town and they throw a drag show and while they're there they, they also bring three members of the community to also like prep them and teach them how to be drag performers or allies and all that stuff and so um and they do the show by the end of this of the of the episode but it's it, it's it's really not about the show it's the whole thing about them learning understanding this community of people and I'm getting, getting to know queer that, eye vibes yeah Is it but, a bit but queer-ish? there's no makeover like it's 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 actually really um it's a really good doc series and 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 by the time you're done you're like you you realize that you know even though these small town America has this such a bad rep of being closed minded and all, but there is like glimmers of hope like in these places and yeah. so um i don't know i just i walk like the the show is so empathetic and inspirational and just the, one of the most beautiful things i've seen on television in a long time i often think of the many ways that Drag Race has changed the world, yeah. not least on a daily basis when I look in the mirror and do my own makeup, <laughs> highlighting, do the cheeks. It's all about the cheeks. Yeah. Speaking of drag queens, uh, Kim Kardashian ha- has been doing some oh, news. Shady. <laughs> that was shady. <laughs> Go ahead. Get billionaire status and then get stripped of it again in the same yeah, week. I mean, that's I mean, for the goodness thing. sake. 
But it was Kanye who was bigging her up, wasn't it? And she's done this big um, makeup deal that's, yeah. uh, I mean, so she her and her sister. So she sold a stake in her makeup company, which theoretically then values the makeup company at a billion dollars. But Forbes have now said that doesn't mean she's a billionaire. But in the meantime, Kanye had been like, congrats on being a billionaire. And everyone else in the world is just like, stop talking about being billionaires, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Read the room, yeah, exactly. not the time. Like, no. get a grip. I- doesn't um, it feel like yeah. Forbes has it out for them? Because didn't they do that it whole thing they, about? They did it to Kylie as well. But mm. I mean, they had a legitimate point. They're kind of their their maths. We all kind of rely on, don't we? That they're doing the calculations right. And if they had been faking some of the original tax documents, which the Jenners completely uh, deny, don't they? But I mean, it is. It's there's they're a family just as so that know how to make money i mean even sort of spinning money from money from money yeah they're fine we're we're all uh, fine um yeah, and, and, and as we go and squeeze ourselves into tiny little kim kardashian corsets in our grab some chaps and uh, uh, head out yeah. to my ranch. i'll go hang out with my horse with the long hair yeah. um yeah and, and drive go-karts all day long um well, this yeah. has been lovely though yeah. should we do it again next yeah week? let's yes, do this please. again next week guys um but uh, in, in between if they want to email us um we'll, where and how should they do that? <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Yeah, um, tell they us. go Why to the can't? internet and somehow send us <laughs> yes. messages to backstage at sky.com. No! No! <laughs> no! Don't tell them that. Someone else in Twitter. Oh, damn it. No. I was so proud of myself, too. Um, sky.uk. Sorry. There we yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Backstage at sky.uk. Backstage <laughs> at sky.uk. And, uh, and of course, there's the socials. Uh, you can find me at Claire at Sky Showbiz on Instagram or Scoop Dog Sky on Twitter. I'm Spenny Picks on Instagram and Sky Katie Spencer on Twitter. I'm at Wongyuan at both Instagram and Twitter. Speak soon then. Bye. Bye. Bye.